0: Welcome to The Greenhouse, ASU's first environmental show to discuss all things sustainability, live on Blaze Radio and blazeradioonline.com. I'm Pratham Vallal.
1: And I'm Anna Snow. We break down everything you need to know about planet Earth right now. On our packed show today, we transition into something Pratham has been wanting to talk about for some time now, and that's cryptocurrency. We talk about how cryptocurrency works and its shocking environmental impact.
0: Plus, we talk about all things methane. We discuss its effects on the air we breathe and the debate over how to cut down on it. Uh, The greenhouse begins right now.
1: Bitcoin. Yes, that is what we're going to be talking about today. But don't get scared. It does have ties to sustainable roots. Eventually. Yes. Bitcoin is obviously a major cryptocurrency valued at $41,178 right?
0: Yes, dollars. Um,
1: while this is very profitable, it generates a lot of waste, um, which is obviously very harmful for the environment. <clears throat> Excuse me. According to Business Insider, 40 million pounds of carbon emissions come from the computing used to c- capture the Bitcoin. Yes,
0: yeah, so it's a very complex process that we're going to break down for you today. So Bitcoin is a digital currency, and it was created in 2009, such a long time ago. Um It is one of the earliest uh, cryptocurrencies in existence. Now there's a lot more. Here's what it does. It operates on a decentralized authority, which makes it enticing. It's stored on a ledger system called blockchain. This is something we're going to get into a little later, but what you need to know about it right now is that it makes a lot of waste. Bitcoin is very popular as seen by its value. However, many people forget this. It's not legal tender in many countries it doesn't you're not allowed to use it i just want to
1: say i cannot believe it started in 2009 i feel like i didn't start hearing about it <clears throat> until like the past couple of years
0: yeah like pandemic maybe like 2018 ish time. yeah
1: 2019 yeah so Bitcoin is popular because it survives inflation and it gives freedom with no government control. Decentralization plays a big role in the world. Uh, well, a couple weeks ago, the annual Bitcoin 2022 conference was held in Miami and it drew a lot of attention. There were major names there present, including Peter Thiel, Kevin O'Leary and even Serena Williams, who spoke at the conference.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to see Bitcoin's like power and like how much people are trying to get like away from governmental control and as you're seeing like government spending with this pandemic and yeah. like inflation that we're going through uh a lot of that. However, Bitcoin can be scary. Um it rises and falls at different levels. Um at one point, the value of Bitcoin had a record record $68,000. This was in November of 2021.
1: So that's one Bitcoin?
0: One Bitcoin. Okay. That's the conversion rate. Okay. Now, as, you, as like you said earlier, it's 40 ish, 41,000. So, mm-hmm. quite a fall. So, if you had a lot of bitcoins stored up, um, that's a lot. The, um, so, it. Um,
1: the problem is that it's not legal tender in many places, like you were saying earlier. Even the US Securities and Exchange Commission issued a warning against the usage of bitcoin.
0: And it's because of all that fluctuation.
1: Yeah, and however, amidst all of this popularity, Bitcoin has problems environmentally too. That's why we're talking about it here on The Greenhouse. Exactly. A lot of energy is used during the process of securing and trading Bitcoin. It is done through something called using the ledger and mining. Um, So here's how Bitcoin works. A miner, a person trying to get the Bitcoin, solves a complex math problem to verify a transaction. And this method is called proof of work.
0: To do this complex math problem, They um, have to use like this complex computer system that takes a lot of energy. Uh, The first person that solves a problem acquires a certain number of Bitcoin. Now, these problems are really complex. They take about 20 to 30 steps to solve the problem. So solving this problem uses a lot of computer power, which is not great um, for the environment. Um, And the problem is not that it's using a lot of power is that sometimes the power comes from an unsustainable source.
1: And these computers are built to mine effectively. And these are called application-specific integrated circuits.
0: Sorry, big word.
1: (laughs) It's all good. They're (laughs) not big words. There's a lot of them in a row. Um, And these collect the Bitcoin. It takes so much electricity. According to the University of Cambridge, they spend 132 terawatt hours hours annually. And this translates to 0.85 pounds of carbon dioxide per kilowatt per hour, which is a lot.
0: Yeah. The thing with Bitcoin is that like a lot of energy is required to acquire it. So a lot of times these miners and like professional companies and big entities that want to acquire Bitcoin go to places where they can get electricity cheaper. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like it's adding to the problem. You know, that cycle yeah. is like get it cheaper. Um, so as our value as value for Bitcoin goes up, as we're seeing in the prices and supply goes down, people are encouraged to mine more and more. This proof-of-work concept where you have to solve a problem to get it is a lot of trial and error. When more mining is done, the yield of Bitcoin is larger. Um, More Bitcoin is given for each problem done. So each time a math problem is solved, it's called a block. Every um, few years, a reward for solving a Bitcoin is halved. So every time someone solves that complex 20-30 to step problem, they receive... 6.25 6.25 bitcoins. Um, so that's a lot of money.
1: This Some of this stuff, the solving the math problems, just...
0: I don't know what the math problem is. It doesn't I...
1: fully make sense to me, but also, I didn't do so great in high school algebra, so maybe this isn't for me.
0: <laughs> I don't understand it too much either, but I do know that it takes a lot of power to use.
1: Power-wise, China is at the the source of a lot of this, with 35.5% of mining operations being there. However, in 2021, the nation banned such mining processes, and they were not the only ones to do this, as eight other countries also banned this practice, including Egypt, Iraq, and Morocco. China is planning to be carbon neutral by 2060, and so this is a step towards that.
0: According to one study, only 39% of mining Comes from renewable sources, so this is a little bit of the problem we're talking about in like companies putting profits and like the easiest way with low overhead mm-hmm. to you know get bitcoins. Yeah, um, and this is because simply uh, cheaper power, less overhead costs. In order to access cheaper oils now, miners and mining operations are moving to other countries like Kazakhstan and countries in that area that may use less less higher forms of or power have
1: less laws for what types of energy and stuff can be Like used. anything
0: can flow yes
1: yeah. and so other countries are actually doing the opposite and they're encouraging mining but promoting it in a way that is sustainable So Italy is the first in the world to have hydroelectric data processing centers mining energy that's produced by water. Um, So each mining center has 40 state-of-the-art computers, and there are 18 total centers all pioneered by Alps blockchain.
0: This is a pretty smart idea. Basically, Mm -hmm. they're putting it, these stations in the mountains, and Mm -hmm. as water naturally flows, it powers the Bitcoin. So it's like you're generating nothing new of your own, which is really good. However... There, sometimes you do generate stuff of your own, um, not through the electricity used, but through the computers that are used during the mining process. Um, the biggest problem is e-waste, and a lot of it is generated. So e-waste is basically old computers that will not be able to process math problems because the math problems got too advanced. So they're obsolete technology. And the problem is there's no way to fix it mm-hmm. and the only way to get rid of it is by throwing it out.
1: So it's like making the computers and stuff. And it's like mm-hmm. as the computers get like well as the math problem and stuff gets harder, you need new computers, you know, it's like, you know, we're not gonna be sitting here doing, you know, our radio show on computers that are from the eighties. You exactly. know, like
0: it's like technology
1: I bet... moves forward, that makes sense, but when you're creating it, At such a level and then it's moving so fast it creates a lot more waste yeah Yeah.
0: and it's all i think it's a lot more about efficiency i bet computers could still do it but like you'll understand that in companies and in businesses you want results, and this fast. is
1: happening at record rates. Where technology is rendered obsolete, according to a study from Columbia Climate School, they found new tech is required every one and a half years. The problem with old computers is that they really can't be repurposed, at least in terms of mining. Um, so Bitcoin mining is really not sustainable, and there's not really a clear solution to this because you can't stop how fast technology moves. You know exactly,
0: and it's like happening all over the world. How can you make like such a big um, change? And it's because of the way things are set up Um, in the blockchain and complex mathematical technology. um, Other things that use blockchain are called NFTs or non-fungible tokens. Perhaps you've heard of this before. Um, They also use blockchain, which is energy intensive. Uh, One report suggests NFT produces 440 tons of carbon, which contribute to even more carbon emissions in the air.
1: I said this earlier that I feel like I know nothing about cryptocurrency, but then when you talk about NFTs, I realize (laughs) I know even less about NFTs, um, except for the research for this show. Uh, So, changes are being made. Elon Musk created something called the Bitcoin Mining Council. He has no official role on the team. However, it is the goal of the Bitcoin Mining Council or whatever of
0: the council to be to to be
1: transparent the goal is to meet every quarter to find the best practices for bitcoin mining Um, and the goal is also to make blockchains 100% renewable by 2025 so that's only three years away so I like that you know because a lot of these you know plans we see are like 2050 2060 you know it's nice to see one that's you know the near future
0: Uh uh-huh and this sounds like a great idea but in the presentation the council is portraying bitcoin mining in a good sense
1: Mm. they make
0: statements like bitcoin only uses 0.1 percent of the energy in the world Um, they keep using this term called negligible they're using bitcoin at like energy at like a negligible loss in comparison to the world but any excess energy is a lot Um, so it's important to remember energy should be not be compared to how it is used for other purposes it should be used on an abstract value and any energy is a lot of energy
1: Through the work of this council, blockchain is looking to change the way it runs. It looks to eliminate math problems and focus on lottery-based systems um, called proof-of-stake. Basically, it's like gambling. One computer puts a stake in a problem and one computer randomly gets selected to get the Bitcoin. However, whoever puts more stake has a better chance of being selected to mine. So it's a little bit like pay-to-play.
0: Exactly. Um, If energy... And the thing is like you get selected based on, like, how much you put in. So by pay-to-play, we're saying st- we're saying that, like, the more you have, the more likelier you are to get selected. Um, so it's kind of like it, things will get top-heavy, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Definitely. Um, and if energy is a problem, there are still other ways to do so. Instead of creating new energy, use old energy. For example, other ways to mine Bitcoins is to place them next to oil fields where energy is already being, you know, sent into the air, maybe Mm -hmm. it can be repurposed. Energy can be made by absorbing waste methane gas and collect electricity. Uh, This method does not eliminate emissions, but it does not create any more either, which is, I guess, a good thing.
1: It's better, definitely. Um, And one can also promote solar, as we did last week. Increasing the solar tax credit will encourage more power from solar and more sustainable electricity all around. Uh, Miners will use that cheaper source of electricity more. I mean, the sun... It's not going anywhere, you know. I feel like that is like the logical... We need to
0: embrace it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, So currently the tax credit is as much as 30% right now, but even higher can lead to further encouragement.
0: Exactly. So that is our cryptocurrency discussion. When we come back, we're going to go to the traditional environmental discussions with methane. You're listening to uh, The Greenhouse on Blaze Radio
1: to the greenhouse, live on Blaze Radio on blazeradioonline.com. I'm Anna Snow, alongside Pratham Dalal, and we just finished discussing the impact of cryptocurrency. And now we are pivoting slightly to talk about a different sense of emissions, and that is methane.
0: Yeah. Uh, According to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, we've done so much research on this show, and I found a new acronym every week. Um, Methane levels have hit their highest level. Methane is the second most dangerous gas in the world and can cause a lot of problems uh, just health-wise and throughout.
1: Methane gas emissions rose the most in 2021. Their pollution measured in parts per million is currently 17 parts per billion in the world. On a comparative level, it is 162% up compared to pre-industrial levels and even 15% higher than a few decades ago. So clearly this is a huge jump.
0: Yeah, and percentages are always, like, misleading in terms of their jump because they're always relative to the last measurement. Yeah. So sometimes you got to know how that data is portrayed. Right now, speaking of percentages, methane makes up 20% of worldwide emissions. What is even worse is most of these methane pollution is coming from developed countries, which are ending up emitting the most. These are countries like China, the U.S., Russia, India, and Brazil.
1: So methane has come from both anthropogenic and non-anthropogenic sources. Anthropogenic means human causes and sources. Um, Obviously, non-anthropogenic is the opposite. Um, Oftentimes, methane comes from agriculture, maintaining cows and other livestock, especially from their poop and waste. Um, Now, cows pooping is an important biological process, but the process of using cows in these excess numbers can pose a huge problem.
0: Because usually the world was made in a way to like naturally balance everything but in a world where you need more cows it like leads to a imbalance definitely speaking of humans excess additionally rice and water can create a source of methane it's just from the waste and biological resultants that come from the growing process a lot of methane starts from natural causes but the human population and their excess as a lot of human um yeah. And
1: like we talked about, you know, I think we've talked about on the show, you know, we're both vegetarian and exactly. stuff. But like as the world population grows and factory farming and stuff, it's making something that is naturally occurring, of course. But it's creating at levels that are not natural at all.
0: And in terms of profit, like you need, you need the companies may not take as much of a chance in like in terms of counteracting this waste that gets sent out and not dealing with it in a sustainable manner.
1: Yes. So in terms of methane pollution, the energy sector comes in next. Coal, fuel, and other dirty forms of electricity and waste create this methane. Gas, coal, and oil naturally create methane when they burn. Biomass burning um, is 150 million tons of methane. So clearly humans are basically the cause of this.
0: And you know, some of it is natural too. We don't want to say all methane is yes. bad. Yes. Most emission overall comes from something called wetlands. And they contribute 194 million tonnes. It's spelled tonnes for some reason. I think that means like more than a normal okay. ton. Um, now, wetlands are. A productive ecosystem. They protect species biodiversity, which is something big, and I know we talk about that a lot. Yes,
1: for sure. And according to the EPA, some of these services or functions include protecting and improving water quality, providing fish and wildlife habitats, storing floodwaters, and maintaining surface water flow during dry
0: periods. I remember taking like an environmental class in high school, mm-hmm. and we were learning about wetlands and its importance in the world. And I was taught it's like the world's filter, Mm-hmm. Um, it like sucks up all the bad and like turns it into good.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Another agricultural, agricultural source of methane comes from microorbial activity, which is something that's part of life and something that really can't be prevented. Um, that's why methane is similar to carbon dioxide. It's natural in our air, but it has harmful effects in ex- excess. And another natural cause of methane is human waste. Something mm-hmm. that is also very natural.
1: Methane accumulation leads to the greenhouse effect. Not to be confused with our show,
0: The Greenhouse. The
1: greenhouse. <laughs> uh, this is when CO2 traps heat and prevents it from leaving. Pollution has a lot of negatives, including the ability to cause respiratory, respiratory diseases in us humans.
0: Exactly. Um, methane is 25% more percent more potent in trapping greenhouse gases. And I think what that means is like it stores it more. Mm-hmm. Um, So that means it causes more problems than carbon dioxide. Methane has more heat and more energy than CO2, which means the greenhouse effect and problem can expand at an exponential rate.
1: And scientists agree that the methane problem needs to be fixed. NBC News reported that reducing methane emissions is an important tool we can use right now to lessen the impacts of climate change in the near term and reduce the rate of warming.
0: So in this world where, like, we have so many climate conferences, like, every year and, like, finding out how to do, everyone seems to be talking about carbon, Mm -hmm. which is something to do. But methane is just a similar problem as well. Um, But it's difficult to address because of, like, how much, how natural Mm -hmm. it is. Um, Some methane sources are needed. We can't just get rid of uh, wetlands. Mm -hmm. Methane sources like solid waste come from organic decay, so they can't be targeted either. Wastewater is hard to target. So what's left? We can't just give up.
1: However, we can get rid of a lot of the anthropogenic causes. For example, methane gets most released during transportation of coal, oil, and gas. Simply switching to a better form of energy will eliminate the largest anthropogenic cause.
0: And we will always plug solar.
1: Of course, of course. Um,
0: There are also new ways to reuse methane instead of emitting it. So instead of letting it go, maybe you can reuse it. Um, And this is done, a lot of people find a way to capture Methane. Um, so, methane is a gas and it can be converted into an energy source for fuel generation, just like we mentioned in cryptocurrencies. Um, one can take advantage of this natural electricity um, being used and recycle it for other purposes.
1: For example, in mining, drill holes in the mines for the purpose of directing methane to the area where it would be captured and then reused. So, this is something called degasification. One application can be burning low levels of methane to generate heat for those mines.
0: So, you know, mines are like always in like way down there, probably yeah, get pretty cold. For sure. Um, this is something that's really smart. Definitely. Um, Four ways to management, uh, experts think about the same principle redirecting methane using pumps to a place where the methane can be combusted and then used to destroy the waste and like burning it so it gets rid of the waste problem now it is important for the greenhouse to know that of course burning leads to a bigger problem yep, yep. and might have more cons than pros but the methane is at least being used in an alternative way
1: and i always say that you can make little changes in your own life that help so obviously like i mentioned we are both vegetarian so we don't eat beef obviously and one thing that you can do is you can Um, You don't have to fully be vegetarian or vegan, but if you limit the amount of, like, livestock products, you know, so, like, you know, beef and dairy and stuff like that, you you know, if the farms have less demand, then there will be less cows and stuff. You know what I mean? Exactly.
0: And, like, the definition of using livestock is, Mm -hmm. like, using a living thing. And as we talked about, um, a lot of the living – Generate waste. Yes. uh, We want to avoid that waste um, in any way we can.
1: Yeah. So, even just, you know, Meatless Mondays are sometimes a thing, or just choosing to limit it or choosing a dairy free option or something like that. That certainly helps because if it it creates less demand for those farms. And so, as they have less demand, they're putting out less product, basically, which in this case, the product is cows. But yeah.
0: Exactly. And as we talked about, like, even mining, Mm -hmm. like, a lot of things that we need come from mining. Mm-hmm. Um and then that generates a lot of methane waste. Definitely. Finding a way to reduce that, um whether I mean like cars need um yeah. a lot of tripped chips and like mining. So mining is essential in our daily life, so it's kinda of yeah. hard to get rid of that. So definitely any change you can make on a personal any level. little
1: change. And obviously like not every change is going to work for every person. You know what I mean? Some people it's not realistic for them to try a vegetarian diet or to limit certain things, you know? But maybe they can, you know use less water in their life i think little changes for what works in your day-to-day life for anything environmental doesn't necessarily have to be methane like we're talking about today you know are always good
0: and a lot of times uh people are like the best thing you can do is education and like learning about this like listening to the greenhouse you can listen to the
1: greenhouse (laughs) and if you miss it live you can listen on spotify or apple Podcasts.
0: yes we're on there now
1: So in summary, today, methane levels are through the roof, but there is only so much that we can really do to stop them. It's a natural part of our life, but we don't need all this excess. However, with recent evolving technologies and new ways hitting the mainstream, we might be able to reuse or even stop some methane emissions.
0: Thanks for joining us today. Today we talked about methane levels and ways to slow down its impact on the greenhouse effect. Hopefully these Will kick in in the future, our fingers are crossed. Uh, plus, we discussed all things cryptocurrency, woohoo, <laughs> and its consequences on the environment. Tune in next week to hear our last show of the semester to hear all things planet Earth. I'm Pratham Bilal.
1: And I'm Anna Stowe. Have a great day.